So welcome to the Go Within podcast, everyone. My name is Yasmin. I'm the founder of Sanya. Hopefully you already know that. <laughs> Most listeners are repeat listeners of the podcast and have been following my journey podcasting for a while. Today's episode, I'm joined by Martin Waltier. Um, we actually only just met not too long ago, but I had the pleasure of experiencing Martin's work as a breathwork facilitator. And I really just enjoyed your presence in general, and that inspired me to invite you here to chat. I usually like to start these conversations. I'm always curious as to how people started their inner journey. And I was thinking this morning that, you know, you facilitated me in breath work. You held me like a little baby in that pool, and I literally know very little about you. <laughs> that's, that's the beauty, right, of these connections sometimes. We mm-hmm. intuitively sort of have this connection and trust even though we don't really know much about each other so yeah yeah, welcome first of all thank you and yeah if you're up for just sharing a little bit your story how you got Mm. into the inner world I'm always curious how people change their center of gravity from Mm. looking outwards which Mm. is mostly what we're brought up as Mm. to shifting the perspective to place more importance on the inner world Mm. yes thanks so much for having me Yasmin lovely to be on this podcast it's quite significant for me as well, having recently moved to, to Malta. Uh, my mother's from here, so yeah, it feels uh, yeah significant to, to be part of this. Um, but with regards to your question um, about going within, I suppose, isn't it? And my journey, my inner journey. I'm not entirely sure if there's like a sort of distinctive point. And it has been a journey. Um, I grew up in London and my mother is from Malta, my father's from North America, from New York, and he's actually um, blind. So um, he's been blind all his life uh, since birth. So he was born prematurely and they they put him in an incubator, but they put too much oxygen in the incubator, which burned his eyes. So, so, you know, he's, he's grown up in a world, uh, with with from this perspective and in a way like invited me well by having me invited me into that world too you know like the the sort of the non-seeing the sound world the, which I feel is like more about the inner world too he's a very he's a very inspirational man and so much fun and so we had a lot of fun as a, as a kid and um but also very insightful, you know, without his... In fact, oh, he's, he said something, like, not too long ago about um, sighted people are, like, often the most... Un, 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 most without sight or something, most, you know, not, in, not sightful, uh, insightful even. Um, and, you know, he has a lot of wisdom that he, I feel like he's passed on to me um, and yeah like I was brought up Catholic too so going to church actually I realized in like my adult life meditating and you know connecting more with uh, prayer or, or um, intentions that you know as a little girl I was doing that 
a lot, actually. <laughs> you know, I had a lot of opportunities in silence and I'm an only child as well. So, yeah, a lot of that time spent alone and reflecting and, um, yeah, like praying for world peace and, you know, things like this. So. To say, like, as soon as you shared that, it made sense, right, your energy, because you are a very, like... You have that sensitivity, I feel, and you're very sort of within yourself as a mm. person. And it totally makes sense that you would have had a parent that sort of tuned you into that frequency because it's, it's not really that common. Mm. Yeah, I suppose it's, I'm realizing this more and we all have our uniquenesses, right? Like on our own our journeys and our experiences. And I did have like a, I do have, and my parents are still alive. <laughs> But I do have a um, a mother who is kind of like the opposite, you know. So, so I did have that like those yeah the extremes in my childhood, <laughs> and you know her being, I mean both of them like immigrant parents in a in a country that's not really their own, right? And there's a there's already like a displacement there, which is un unsettling, especially for my mother. I think trying to find her way. In a, in a culture that wasn't hers, you know, even though she chose to go to, to the UK. When you get there, when you experience, when you're in different cultures, you know, it's, it's yeah, it's, uh, it can be challenging. So I think she... Especially us Maltese as a, as a culture, we are quite family oriented. So I can imagine that you're coming from a small island where your family are so close to you and very much present in your life. The UK is very different in general because family members live a lot further from each other. So I can imagine the challenges of her feeling, yeah, slightly disconnected from her roots, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, she's like the eldest of 12. So I think like on some level there was probably like escapism. But yeah, it's true. Like, you know, and as you get older and, and when you, you know, when you make attempts to fit into society and then you feel rejected and yeah, so it was quite a... a Different, different in the sense that, like, I never quite felt part of, like, English culture, you know. So it's really interesting being here in Malta because I also don't feel, like, necessarily part of Maltese culture, you know. So I'm, I'm like, in this, I think, I'm, I think I've been created in this earth, in this lifetime to, to be, like, a bridge anyways, you know, like, I feel like I'm kind of a mix of many things and and then my role is to to like bridge those cultures or bridge people or so then it's interesting when you bring into the to the birth uh, breath work that we did um and these modalities that I do and 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 offer I feel like part of that is is like being that connector you know like I don't I don't feel like my role here is to um be of a particular authority, right? So, like, I feel we all have our own um, unique, amazing uh, insights and wisdoms and capacity, and I'm just, I'm, like, there to facilitate that, you know, like... Yeah. The word midwife is coming to my mm. mind, right? Which is really beautiful because, as you said, so that bridge... You know, the midwife is a bridge between, you know, the state of the being in the womb and mm. coming out into this world. Yeah. And the water breath work is very much that midwife role where you're you know, facilitating that person to re-experience their birth yeah. and be the midwife of that 
spiritual experience, even whether it's a rebirth that you experience or not in the water. Mm. Um, I think maybe it would be nice to just pause here and mm. maybe explain a little bit to the audience because some people won't have experienced breath work or water breath work. Mm, yeah. So maybe you can explain what water breath work is. Mm, thank you, yeah. Um, so if we look at sort of breath work as a whole, it's a therapeutic tool to, which allows you to go deeper into your subconscious and transform any like traumas or trapped energies that, that you that you have within you, within your being. And it can be, you know, like traumas that you've experienced in this lifetime or even inherited ones too. And and then when we take the, the breath work into so it's a conscious breathing, you know, it's that's actually quite simple, <laughs> really. Um and then when you bring it into the space of water and some people do in all different types of temperatures, but we were doing it in a in a in a warmer pool. That that brings about like a, um, I mean, the element of water itself. You know, it's like very connected to, like you say, the the womb and mothering and cleansing and rebirthing, renewing. I mean, I suppose even you know, in in religions and being baptized and this kind of you know this energy around it is very re- renewing. So so when you're breathing and connecting to that that element and the the it can take you to to the beginning of of your your well before your breath even you know so so then and in those spaces it's um an opportunity for you to really connect with how you want to come come into this world you know in in this moment so that's why like the rebirthing element is is um it's more about like how you want to be born now with everything that was was and everything that is what you know it's like you get to empower yourself to to breathe and to release and to uh, come out yeah how yeah i think want. it's this word renewal is a really beautiful word mm. because the spiritual journey in essence is a constant renewing of our relationship with our soul and our relationship with the elements within our life that hold us back it's like that quote of Rumi which says come come again even if you've broken your vows a thousand times Mm. I love that quote because it just takes that pressure off having to be perfect and knowing that in each moment we can be born anew exactly and having a tool that helps us concentrate that intention. Some people go to Mecca or they go to a temple or a church or Lord's or or they have a baptism or they have a bathing in the Ganga. But throughout history, we've always had these tools that help us reconnect to this potential that we have in every moment to be reborn into something new, yeah. into someone new. And for me, you know, I experienced this with you, I think it was one week ago, yeah. more or less. <laughs> yeah. I've done a lot of breath work and I've done a lot of water breath work as well. Not a lot, I've had maybe three sessions of water breath work as well. And every single one of them was different. But I really felt with you that sort of your facilitation, you very much embodied that archetype of the midwife, the mm-hmm. spiritual midwife, mm-hmm. if I can call it. And I think that allows for a particular opportunity, you know, as the person being facilitated it almost creates this energetic field where that particular dimension of experience is more ripe Mm. so Mm, thank you for saying yeah yeah 
it just makes so much sense. Like I'm uh, piecing because we don't know each other no. very well, right? But I'm I'm piecing together the mm. aspects of your life. You yeah. Know? You know this experience of having a blind father, being a musician, mm. which is also very much again a, a feeling quality. Exactly. Uh, listening, uh, subtle. Exactly. Yes. Then into the water breath work and this feeling of being a bridge, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. being maybe, you know, this feeling of being displaced also, right? Water does displace it's us true. and sort of takes us away from our grounded yeah. roots. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the picture oh, got it. starting to tie all the, all the ends together and what brought yes. you into this moment here, yes. facilitating the way you do. Yeah, thank you. Yes, yes. And it is interesting having that musical background because I do feel that plays a big part in what I offer. So in my... Well, in the breathwork, I did use my voice, and I, and um, and actually, afterwards when we spoke, he said, "Oh, it was amazing what you could do with just very few notes." And I was like, "Yeah, like even even in those few notes, there's so much there, you know, so much richness." And um, so yeah, and then when I do like on land breathworks, the the I, I use my guitar and voice, and I I have just this deep desire for people to really experience their beauty in 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 all of themselves, you know, like all of the pain, all of the challenges, but also like how wondrous they are, you know, how we are. Like it's, it's that's like a real passion, I feel like, just to see, feel your awe in, and, and not feel that separation of like the elements too, you know, like, like we are water, we are the sun, we are the moon, we are all of these things and and um, and I think yeah, with the music and the gentle, more gentle approach in breathwork, it's like yeah, the listening, the real deep, deep listening, is is something that I want. I just yeah, want to create and continue to yeah, hope to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's kind of what connected us in the beginning when we first met. I really sense that you have a very gentle way of working, a very feminine way, mm. and at the moment I just feel very inspired by that way of working because I feel we have such a goal-oriented society and I myself have been a victim of that and I say victim loosely because it was my choice in many ways Mm. to use that goal orientation to distract me from myself Mm. it was a very convenient distraction and one of the things I've been doing over this year is trying to let go of that need to be productive that need to be creating value externally to myself mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that I won't do those things but it's about how you relate to those things and how much your identity is really rooted in those mm-hmm. and because of that it's given me this real appreciation for the gentle approach to healing mm-hmm. because we can often come into the self-development world with that goal of in fact you know it's we spoke about this too you know yeah. like the marketing side of the yes. holistic world where it's like 30 days to become a millionaire and i remember reading this she's quite popular and big a meditation teacher and she had listed on her website all of the things that you can get out of meditation mm. uh, and one i can't remember exactly how she worded it but it was so absurd it was like basically by the end of this course you're going to be able to generate a six-figure revenue mm. and it's, it's <laughs> It's just so funny, right? Mm. That's, listen, like maybe yes, you, mm. maybe you'll start meditating and you'll get an epiphany and mm-hmm. you, you'll access more resources. But at the same time, the healing journey is so not goal oriented. No, exactly. And yeah, so I'm, I'm just attracted to to that way of mm. working, which you very much have. Mm. Just no agenda, 
no goal. Yeah. We're not trying to get anywhere or be anyone. We're just holding space to let our authentic feelings come out. Yeah, yeah. And and, and it's in terms of my journey, it took me also being in the space of like healing, a uh, spiritual space of goal-orientated practices, right? So for example, I'm a Kundalini yoga teacher tra- trained and I don't know if you've done that yoga, but it's like high power, all about like, you know, pushing, 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 pushing. And I'm not saying that that is not a place for that, but having gone through that and at the time that I that I was doing that really intensely, you know, like waking up at 4.30 in the morning, doing two hours of yoga and the cold showers and, you know, it was like pretty relentless and I was really dedicated. Um, and in, in that, that time in my life, I needed that. I was going through like a, a, break, a separation from my second husband and it was like, a lot of trauma and it was like an anchor really you know like being able to release all that but and also um have something kind of like stable stabilizing me so i could you know i i see that that how that helped me um and then i suppose yeah how but <laughs> moved away from that you know like in more recent years just and i think um trying to see if there was anything in particular that kind of brought me to this slow way. But I would, I would kind of attribute of, of some of it to my partner, Houdini, because it, the way he lives is like quite the opposite to me, like not, not goal driven at all, you know? And I could see just so much value in that. And um, and yeah, like and when, when I spend more time in nature, oh, and even I suppose COVID, you know, like being locked down and just having to stop everything that I was doing, you know, like I was running around doing this job, doing this gig, like, and then it was like, okay, you've got to just stop. And then that really helped me to to go into this slowness more. Um, so yeah, I, I I I value I value it all, you know, like I don't I don't regret like the the journey or the um, yeah, it's all it's all part of it you know all sounds learning. like you had a much smoother transition to the gentle approach than I did because <laughs> I just tired myself out from all the you know goal oriented <sighs> yeah. um, all of that stuff yeah. which um, eventually you know you just get tired of it and mm-hmm. it causes you so much suffering by the end of it what what starts as a really good coping mechanism by the end just gets you to that point of yeah. it's just not working anymore Yeah, um, and I think when I look around that society I feel like we're very stuck in that collectively. Mm-hmm. And that's why I have this inspiration to bring more of the gentle side because mm. I just hear so many people who are already stuck on the hamster wheel you know, yeah. of life and we just can't get off mm-hmm. because we're so used to that wheel giving us stability and giving us protection and stepping off that can be really tough. In yeah. fact, a lot of people look at healing work and think, it sounds scary, mm-hmm. I face my pain, and so on. Mm. And I loved what you were sharing about you know, the awe and the beauty mm. of the healing process. Because it really is that, and sometimes we can shy away from that because we have to maybe face some uncomfortable emotions and pain before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I love your emphasis on that, because mm. you know, to anyone listening who maybe feels that way, like, hey, healing, it sounds scary. Yeah. <laughs> But it, yeah. it also has so much beauty to offer us, that yeah. connection with our own heart, with our own passion, mm-hmm. our purpose, creativity. Mm-hmm. There's there's really a lot of beauty in that. 
and I mean, also it's like you can't have one without the other, though. You know, like you cannot appreciate the the warmth in your heart if you've not felt the pain in your heart, right? Yes, because <laughs> 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 because I mean, then then it's. I don't know, then it's like more around like a con- the concept of what that is rather than the actual feeling of it, yeah. And and even even when we know things, like, you know, like I feel like I've had to learn things thousands of times over to really like viscerally understand it in my body, in my being. And even then it might be like, oh, I'm back around here again. I have, uh, oh, okay, you know. And I, um, so it's like a const- constant, and it, yeah, okay, then that might be scary. Like if you're listening to this and you think, oh, great, well, my, you know, it sounds like it's never ending, right? And and I, yeah, I mean, it is, but I think it's how you then, um, how the healing becomes part of your life, you know? And like, and this is also what I feel passionate about too, is, um, you know, so conversely, I had like the get up in the morning, do this, do this, do this, right? I honestly it's like a big deal if you take a conscious breath just one a, you know thoughtful inhale through your nose and exhale through your mouth or something if you've done that in one day like that can be celebrated you know and I just and that and that's and it takes time and desire and and I think when we kind of get into this goal orientated it's just not lasting it just doesn't last you know um so it's just how to, how can, and, and it can take so many forms too, you know, like um, like I love cycling, I used to do a lot of cycling and, and also like with the music, you know, like these things are still, I feel it's healing, you know, the healing practices, the, so whatever it is that, like it said, like gets your heart joyful, helps you connect with you, like then I feel that that's also part of healing. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to look like yoga, meditation or, um, cacao whatever and no I'm not saying that none that's not there for that either because it's beautiful too right um so it's yeah whatever you're drawn to I think yeah. yeah it's a bit of a challenge to let go of the goal orientation when you come for healing even in breath work I find mm. sometimes people really overly obsess about how to breathe and they, they really yeah. sort of control the breathing process because and then they come out and they say, oh, I didn't manage. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of this. Yes. And the healing journey is really about actually just accepting whatever comes up in the moment. Yes. And I love what you said about, you know, it being a journey. It's a, it sounds like a cliche, but we do need to keep reminding ourselves about it because the way we frame, frame it and the way we relate to it really is the basis of how at ease we're going to be with it yes i was just with a client this morning and we were talking about her journey and i was telling her how this very morning um i had my own practice session of ci and um, mm. this you know method Conscious. i've been studying yeah. with um Gabor Mate, the compassionate inquiry and as part of my training i have to give and receive therapy twice a week mm. and um when this colleague uh, peer in the course was giving me this therapy um, there was like a real um, sadness that came through and I noticed how I was um, kind of holding in the emotion and it's, it was the first time we practiced together so mm. it was this part of me that was like oh you know you're just going to go way too deep you know you just met and mm. there was this judgment and I was sharing this with my client to sort of tell her yeah. like it's it's okay to judge ourselves and just it's part of the journey and she just looked at me she's like but you struggle mm. Mm. You, you know you've been doing this for all these years and you still struggle yeah. 
And it just made me giggle. Yeah. You know, I said, I'm going to be struggling till the day I die yeah. because that is being human. Exactly. And if I'm not, then I'm not growing and I'm not yeah. learning. But I can either look at it and say, oh, God, I'm struggling. How terrible. Mm-hmm. Or I can look at it and say, wow, what a beautiful struggle that was because it reminded me that I need to just come back with myself and be gentle. Yeah. And yes, I've been through, you know, this quite intensive few months of emotion and there's a part of me that wants to say it's behind me. Mm. But that struggle came back to reminding me like, hey, don't get carried away now just because you're feeling better. Yes. And, uh, you know, I, I could feel myself going back to the overworking and back to the mm. overexcitement. And this was just a little, hey, knock, knock. Like, you yes. still can't hold space for yourself and you still need to integrate that into your life as opposed to like this dichotomy of I'm good or I'm bad exactly but like actually weaving that into the story of our life that we're going to have you know good moments and bad moments and none of them are ever wrong they're just the part of the journey but again if we have this goal orientation that okay this six months passed now I should be healed yeah yeah then now I'm a failure and I'm stressed and now I'm rejecting my emotion and now I'm you know creating this constriction so it's such a valuable, and it, it is funny that, yeah, 12 years later, I'm still learning this exact same lesson. Yeah, that, yeah. hey, it is a journey and exactly. it's totally okay. And you just need to keep reminding yourself that yeah. there's no final destination. And that's no. actually the beauty of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And yeah, I think also just this, it's so tied up in society, right? In, in capitalist uh, Western ways of, of living, right? Like even, you know, just how the wellness industry has, I don't know, become an industry. You know, it's like these are things that we as humans have been working through, you know, for, for all these civilizations that we've existed, right? Like it's it's nothing new. None of this is new. And and I really believe that we all we all know, even if like even if you've not kind of spent much time with yourself, let's say, right, through meditation, like deep down, you know what you need, you know, like how you can access it. It's just about listening. And that's why I think breathwork is is a great beginning to, to, and accessible, you know, it's just like, okay, breathing or or breath techniques, you know, because it's always bringing you back to the moment. It's always bringing you back to the now, we don't need to go anywhere else but where we are now, right? Like we've been, we've experienced all these things. They're in our bodies, yes. There's lots of that we can experience in the future, yes. But what is it that we're feeling right now? Yeah. Um, and yeah, like it's it's such so so busy. Everything's so busy. There's another reason why I feel like um, just by taking that one breath, you know, and and stopping and. Because everything, even even if we weren't living in the society that we were living in, the fact that like the world is spinning at however many miles per hour, and it's like there's just so much activity in and our bodies, you know, all this all the blood moving around. There's just so much activity. So if we get to the more we can just like come back and be still and listen and yeah, pay attention. Yeah, the more so we might be surprised with what we what we find, you know, like. Yeah, I think it's a beautiful reminder, just that idea of this being our birthright. Mm. And again, we're back to the word birth. Yeah. <laughs> but you made me think of it as you were talking about, you know, we've, we've been doing this for generations. And we always had in society, you know, the shamans, the high priests, the medicine women and so mm. on, that 
that reminded us because even when we were living in the jungle we still needed that reminder and that facilitator and that yeah. maybe person that has navigated enough of their own inner world that they could give you a, a little push in the right mm. direction yeah and at the same time it is within us because we've lived so many lives and yeah. we have this already carved out yeah and it's just about how can we tap back into that and yeah yeah it can be as simple as one breath yeah exactly putting on some music and having a dance exactly. in the morning yeah. but just really connecting with ourselves. and one of the things that i've really realized from this course i've been doing is just how disassociated we are from our bodies how disconnected we are many times i ask my clients how are you feeling and mm. they actually don't know yeah they can't feel how they're feeling. Yeah. And again, I was having this chat with one of my clients this morning and I told her, okay, we need to, we need to go into the body and, and increase your capacity to let mm. yourself feel certain emotions. And she just looked at me and she goes, I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I know you don't like it. I can see that you didn't like it last time we tried it. But that's the key, yeah. right? Because yeah. we were talking about the, the fact that we can often be so much in our heads and exactly. our mind is constantly narrating and yes. bombarding us with these neurotic thoughts. And the yes. solution is actually to embody the feeling yeah. and increase the capacity to hold it so yeah. that our mind no longer needs to distract or make sense of it or argue around it. Yeah. But I, I just loved her innocence. You're just mm. like, I don't like it. I don't like it. And that was a feeling that she had, yeah. right? That was <laughs> a reaction yeah. in her body. She's like, no. So, and yeah, that's... That's why I, one of the reasons why I love the, the breath work because I feel it really brings people a lot closer to their bodies and to their feeling yeah. yes yeah. we have a lot of barriers within yeah and as much as yes you know we have this memory and we have this ancient it's in our dna to seek and mm. and find at the same time we also have a lot of barriers that we've erected mm-hmm. and these barriers have become a lot more solid with modernity's exactly impact yeah and you know the tools of breath work and that's why i love the water breath work as well mm. because it adds another softening of the barrier yeah yeah between you and your feelings yeah that's lovely and it's nice to see um so many more people being interested mm. we do um, workshops very often here it's slightly different to how you um facilitate but same conscious connected breaths mm. with music um and we have the next i think three workshops already full mm. and it's really beautiful just to see that increased spirit of self-discovery and mm-hmm. Because it, it is slightly adventurous mm. uh, to come into a breathwork workshop. Yeah. In fact, I have a lot of clients who say, oh, I'm, I'm coming, but I'm slightly scared. I'm slightly, yeah. you know, this sort of uh, anticipation. Mm. And I tell them, listen, I've been doing breathwork for 12 years, and sometimes I still feel that way. Yeah. Because I know there's going to be something new, some yeah. shift, some, in a way, some part of my ego that's going to dissolve, mm. and that can be slightly, you know unsettling mm-hmm. and that's that's okay mm-hmm, exactly. but wow how beautiful that we're going to put ourselves in that situation mm-hmm. to adventure yeah yeah and the fact that we can do it together as well you yeah. know and feel like yeah your 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 place is wonderful and it feels really like safe and and um accessible to 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 go to the those deeper parts of ourselves which we might feel you know, we're scared of doing ourselves, but the environment's really important, right? And the and the people and and feeling yeah, feeling safe and trust trusting yeah, the facilitator. I've, you know, that's that's so important to me. I've been in many situations where it's not been that, and it's really sad to 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 see. You know, like 
sometimes also feel maybe like helpless, you know, like, but so yeah, so so coming, connecting with you as well and, and coming to Malta because I'm offering retreats in our, in our home here and um, mainly for women, a very small, uh, up to four women and, and myself and um, and I like it like that really you know like it's a it's a no pressure no no kind of no schedule retreat actually we just get up when we feel and do do a practice and decide what we need in those moments you know so it's very yeah like loose and um, and that's hard too you know like I've had people they're just like oh, I, don't, I don't actually know what I need you know and a lot of people say the, that. the lack of schedule, right? We do the yeah. same thing in our retreats mm. that we don't tell people the schedule. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's a, become a running joke now. That you know, like, what's next? What's next? Yeah. They're always like pushing me to, to know what's to know. coming next. Yeah, exactly. Because the and, mind wants to know, yeah, right? Yeah. I just love to just challenge them to just mm. like just sit and be and exactly. be open to whatever's going to come next without having to to plan and engage the mind. Yeah. Um, and I think it's so lovely that you do the retreats that way because... Yeah, I think that's one of your, you know, every facilitator has a different flavor in the way mm. that they host. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I think you really bring this, um, yeah, the midwife vibes. <laughs> I knew you were going to say midwife again. <laughs> I was like, should I say it? Like, yes. Well, it's really fits. interesting you use that word. And a lot of people have been, you know, talk about my motherly energy or, the, you know, like or auntie. And, and so it, it, it's... I think, I mean, maybe it's the age I'm at now, like I'm 42 and um, I would love to have children. This is the other thing, you know, it's like this journey of uh, it, that being difficult, you know, and and, um, and then so I'm wondering, you know, is this kind of like, this is maybe how I mother, you know, like in the work that I do and the way that I support and 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 it's true. I mean, um, when you're in that space and and you're holding, like I was holding you, you know, I saw I saw a little baby Yasmin, you know, like, and, <laughs> and that's like such an honor, yeah. you know, to to see people in those in that way. Yeah. yeah, it takes a deep trust. I mean, for me, yeah, you know, for those listening. So I was, you know, doing Martine's breath work in this in this pool, and it was a really beautiful experience in general. I had some really profound realizations about certain things that I was feeling and so on. Um, one of the questions that you asked before the session was, how would you like your birth to go? Like mm-hmm. if you could rewrite it, how would it be? And it was a very interesting question for mm-hmm. me because I've done a lot of work around my birth because I was a cesarean. So my, I didn't have the usual, you know, four matrices of the birth. Mm. Um, so I've done a lot of exploration on how this affected me, how it impacted my relationship with my mother, how it's impacted my relationship with myself, and so on. And But I've never asked myself, how could it have gone? Mm. Right? It's always been about sort of accepting how it was, yes. as opposed to rewriting it. Sure. And I had this really, you know, super vulnerable moment where you just, you know, held me in the pool. And in that moment, I just went back to that feeling of having just been born and I really felt like you were my mother in that moment, like mm. my actual mother. I could visualize my mother's face mm. and feel the love that was coming from her mm. and then my love towards her. And it was such a healing moment to let myself feel that love mm. and also my own love towards her. Yeah. And yeah, it's super vulnerable, right? Because we, it was like the second time we met and you were holding me yeah, like a baby. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's so vulnerable, but yeah. I felt that trust towards you mm. that I could just let that aspect out yeah and it was 
it's really touching for the soul mm. to let yourself feel such a tender emotion. Yeah. And yeah, there's always a risk with being mm. vulnerable. It's always slightly scary. And yeah. always, you get to that point where you're thinking, should I or shouldn't I? And you always have that choice to not, and yeah. to close up and just say, oh no, I'm fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But when you have that bravery to just let your vulnerability out, that transformation process can be so profound. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, I just, it really, it really warms me to, to know that you felt that safe to do that, you know? Um, because yeah, these spaces as well, like, are just so tender and so delicate. We spoke the first time I think we talked about delicate nature of healing and facilitation. And again, like I'm human too, right? Like we're all in this together. And I, and I think what um, when when you do come from that pure place of love, yeah, and that pure presence, and it, it's it's felt. You know, and it's felt, and it feels, it feels that you can receive that, you know, because then you're open to it too, and you're right. It's like, okay, well, I don't want to be open to it; I can close off. But if, if we're both in that vibration, you know, then it's like, wow, like so much can yeah, be so transformed. much can be changed yeah. in your psyche. You know, yeah. it's a new pathway of. And again, we talked about you know the vulnerability, the overproductivity. Yeah. Overproductivity is an overgiving and a lack of receiving. Yeah. And these things are conditioned from such a young age. Yeah. You know, so for me, you know, my birth created that story as well, where I wasn't received into this world mm. in the way that either me or my mother would have wanted. Yeah. Right. Because when you're a C-section, especially in those days, yeah. your mother's just had an operation, so they don't bring you straight away. So then you're in an incubator, you're exactly. alone. So it creates this model of feeling unsafe to receive. Yeah. And that's a conditioning that you really need to, I don't use the word work, but you do need to put some attention to resolving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yes, as much as you know, it's beautiful to feel that safety, mm. I also just want to honor the fact that anyone can choose not to as well, mm-hmm. because it's not all on the facilitator, right? Like you could yeah. have been perfectly safe and giving me that pure intention yeah. but I still might not have been ready and I still might have chose to close off exactly and exactly. I think as a facilitator you also have to be really like open to that and not take yes. it personally which can be tough because you want you know to to birth mm. you know be part of that new story but mm. sometimes people just aren't ready yes exactly and I think we also have to own that as sort of the seekers of our own truth of mm. you know how how safe do we feel within ourselves yeah and how can we cultivate that more safety? Because the more we have, the more we can take advantage of opportunities like this. Yeah, yeah. And ultimately, if I wasn't safe with my own vulnerability, I wouldn't have opened to you. No, 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 no. And I would have pushed it away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So obviously for me, I've done a lot of these kind of work mm-hmm. and looked at my own fear of being vulnerable so many times. Yeah, and yeah. Right until this morning, right? Yeah, in therapy, yeah. I was still meditating on the same exactly, yeah. tendency that I have to yeah. just get on with it and just be okay. And, yeah. You know, so yeah. put on that, um, I wouldn't say facade, but just put that more emphasis on the parts of me that are okay as opposed to the parts of me that maybe need a little bit more time or mm. a bit more tender and vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's... Yeah, really beautiful that we can offer each other that safety and also take responsibility for mm. us 
creating that safety within ourselves mm. as well. Yeah, 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 exactly. And this is, this is why I feel if you've not really embarked on like conscious healing, I will say, <laughs> then um, just doing like one conscious breath or just doing those simple things is really enough, you know, because it, it, it's, it's, it's a bit like a muscle or any kind of practice, right? Like it, you're not going to be able to just like play Beethoven on a piano just like that. You know, you've got to you start with one note and you've got to know what that note is. And you've got to, it's like, how does it relate to the other notes? And then, you I'm know. I think because your, your metaphor that you use is so much prettier than mine. Oh, right. I always use that you don't get the six pack after your first workout at the gym. I think I'm going to try and I'm going to transition into your metaphor. Okay, yeah. Nicer. <laughs> but yeah, same, same Yeah, thing. exactly. You know, it's, um, so yeah, let's be kind to ourselves and compassionate and just gentle and like how you would with a child, you know? Yeah, in fact, you, you listened to the episode I recorded with Simon, right? He was yes. talking about the dragging the child. Yes. Instead yes. of we drag away in a self, we've got to heal. Yes, exactly. We've got to feel safe. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, it's not, a, no, it's, it's, yeah, it's not an overnight thing. And yeah, I'm just, wow, we're so here. I'm curious, like, what, yeah. what, what are some of the practices that you felt mm. kind of transform you the most? I'm just curious. Mm. Um, the most, I feel like it's interesting, you know, like even though we're doing all the, the Kundalini yoga and, and all the pranayama that I did and all the, when I started to breathe consciously on, my, on a daily basis, through my nose specifically because that's the best way to breathe um that i felt that really shifted things for me in my in my health in my like that 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 sort of daily meditation you know like really like okay i'm washing up and i'm really being present just being yeah bringing that presence more into my life rather than kind of allocating it to a couple of hours a day and then going about doing whatever right like <laughs> carrying on with our normal dysfunction yeah 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 <laughs> it's like ticking the box yeah. and then there's the rest of my day which is yeah different vibe <laughs> yeah yeah and um so i do feel that yeah that was quite significant for, for me um and also actually at the end of um my training as a kundalini yoga teacher realizing that like I have been on this journey, you know, like especially through music. So music, I write my own songs. I, I've performed in many different ways. I can, from pubs to weddings to, you know, like well-known music venues and big bands, avant-garde jazz, progressive jazz, like all this like kind of, yeah, more like on the progressive side, like pushing boundaries and that. And yeah, like realizing that, oh, my soul, has been, I've been so connected to my soul for most, for all my life, actually, <laughs> you know, it's not like been a, oh, I'm having to, I'm trying to do these things to return. Like I have actually had a, a great relationship with my soul, with my, with my little Martine even, you know, and, and that, that kind of, I don't, I don't have to, I'm happy, I'm, I'm great, you know, who I am and where I am now, like, always it's, it's perfect I've always been perfect you know like and I think this 
sometimes with the seeking and we can actually not see what is really there any it's always been there you know like um yeah my sister posted a post on our instagram this morning which said oh you just forgot who you are welcome back yeah exactly <laughs> and that, that could literally just sum up the whole spiritual journey yeah. in one <laughs> it's true one line just you forgot <laughs> come back yeah. welcome back welcome back again and again and again <laughs> Even if you forgot in a thousand times. Yes, I'll come back. back. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And any just um I mean you mentioned your dad, but any mm. sort of particular people that have really touched you along this journey, I'm curious. Mm. Um what mm, like life journey I mean like it's funny, isn't it? Kind of like I don't know if I really distinguish the sort of healing journey from the life journey. I mean, you know, having had various traumas in my life um, and then, you know, you could sort of, I could sort of attribute my gratitude to people that that um, were part of those traumas, right? Um, because of all the, the, the learnings and the lessons and even though, you know, it feels like oh, they did this to me, or there's this, like, blame or victim kind of uh, mode. Yeah, those people that continuously show up as, as challenges, you know, or, like, situations. And my my mother is a great example of that. <laughs> She's a con- constant person that's... Oh, gosh... She might be listening to this, so funny, she's very because, supportive. Um, so many. This is a, a very common thing, right? Yes. In fact, I. It's something that I find very fascinating, especially because I have a lot of clients who are mothers, mm. and um, most of them have issues with their own mothers. Yeah. But then they're mothers too. Exactly. You know, and at some point they're going to be the mothers that their kids are saying, "My mother was my biggest." Totally, challenge. totally. And it's funny how mothers can love us the most of mm. anyone in the world. Like that's just how it is. Yeah. But at the same time, they can be such a, a source of frustration, support, growth opportunities, yeah. pain. Yes. <laughs> all of it. Exactly. It's, it's. I think it's my most fascinated sort of relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yes. I mean, even just today. <laughs> My mother gave me a, an opportunity for me to reflect on my, you know, my inner, my inner workings and journey that I've taken, right? <laughs> so she's very gracefully put. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been really so it's interesting as well coming to my motherland, right? Like to back. she lives here. No, actually, my parents live in London she, still. They, they stayed there. Yeah, they did stay there, and I, you know, we, I mean. They, 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 both my parents are really supportive in what I do, and um, I mean, in fact, they kind of pushed music for me because my dad's also a musician, and uh, and my mum, she loves singing, and so we did a lot of music as growing up. You know, it was part of just definitely part of my childhood. Um, yeah, but I think this kind of uh, this, I mean, also being an only child and. But yeah, the relationship dynamics, it's, 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 there's always something, you know, there's always something to, to look at, to, to try, you know, like, uh, and, and the thing is, what's great is that I've witnessed changed, change, right? I've witnessed change in my relationship with my mother, in her relationship to me. And, you know, my 20 year old self would never have believed that, 
you know, because because I started to change. You know, if you if you're having challenges in in a, in a relationship with somebody, like then that person's not going to change, right? It's like so. What if you still want to continue a relationship with them? Then what do you need to do, right? So I, I've the ways that I've changed and related, and and and, I, and I've seen it, and it's amazing. It's and and I've and it's yeah, it's been a great lesson for me, really, um, and will continue to be lesser. Would you be open to share, like, maybe your biggest revelation in this relationship? Um, if it's too personal. No, yeah, can... no. I think around trust, actually. Like, my mother's trust for me, uh, with me. And and I think, yeah, coming here has is, is, is been part of that. So we have this family home, like, it's my parents' home in Sijui. And, um, like, the past couple of years I've been, like, doing it up and, and, and that alone was a big deal for my mum to trust me to do that, you know? So so somehow in my way that I've been able to relate with her, like I've got to a point that she she now trusts me, you know? And um, and I mean, yeah, she's getting older too and you know, she's got her health stuff and I think she's realizing things that, you know, she might also need from me because she's not very good at asking for help. and. Um, so yeah, this this kind of we we're actually a good team, you know. If she if she if we I'm not going to put all the blame on her, but if, it's so, if, it's so yeah yeah. <laughs> if we allow each other to like be there for each other, we actually make a really good team. And and then and I, and I know that she sees that, you know. So she 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 asks more of me now, which is great because I feel like it it feels more adult. Than, than um, yeah, me just asking her for stuff all the time, right? Like as yeah. kids do. So. so easy. I think as a society, we've kind of got that transition wrong as mm. well, from adult uh, childhood to adulthood. Mm. You know, it's again maybe with the cliche in spiritual circles, but that initiation mm-hmm. where we transcend the state of childhood and we're now accepted as an adult by society, yeah. our tribe, and also obviously for mothers to actually let their children grow up because. Of Sometimes that has their own needs from keeping their children as children because it fulfills certain parts of their own identity and so on. Yeah, yeah. And I think we've we've a bit lost that step in society, right? Mm-hmm. That many of us as adults haven't really initiated ourselves fully. We mm. keep on with a lot of childish ways of relating yes. in relationship and in life. Yes. And that's obviously sabotaging a lot of aspects of our life but it's Mm -hmm. also kind of a problem on a global scale right on a societal scale Um, and then we also have many adults who are kind of perpetuating that by then passing on that dysfunction into the way that they relate to their children yeah yeah so yeah it's it feels like there's so much that society can gain mm. from this boom in the health and wellness mm. and healing and all of this. Yeah. But we have quite a job on our hands yeah, to, yeah. to really spread these ideas a little bit further than, you mm. know, at the moment maybe they're still kind of condensed in the self-development community, let's say. Mm. But it's for me, it's very heartening to see like the work of Dr. Gabor Mate, for mm. example, reach so much more of a broad audience. Yeah. Because we're, we're creating a lot of suffering for, our, for ourselves that can actually be alleviated mm-hmm. with a lot of 
pleasure. Yeah, 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 exactly. exactly. So I've gone off on a bit of a tangent there from your no, mother's story. No, you're right. No, no, I'm still thinking of her as you talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> because even like yeah for her like you know she she so me and my partner Houdini we do that is monthly online breathworks um on the full moon and so my partner's a astrologer and human design reader and so we'd put a bit of that in in at the beginning and some lovely it's a lovely space like people share and then I do the breathwork with live sound and you know my parents come to this, right? And, and wow. it's, yeah, That's exactly, nice. right. And people are really surprised even that they come. But they're that they're that supportive. This is what I mean. They're really they've always been there. Like I've had to do gigs, they'll come to that, and you know, and um, and I've, it's been lovely watching my mum embrace, um, you know, the kind of like healing practices like meditation. And she's really good at it. Actually, <laughs> she is really good. At it. She can be like in this like even though she's quite a, like a flamboyant loud person, like. She can be somewhere where it's busy and just be sitting there and just closing her eyes and just like in her own space, you know? And it's so lovely to watch. And then she'll say to me, oh yeah, I've been doing my breathing, you know? So it's like, I'm not like forcing anything on her, but you know, it's this thing of like just being the change, right? And like, it 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 ripples out and you don't know how, right? It's as if you just be the, the person that you desire to be and the change that you want to be in this world. And I feel like these subtle ways, they, they do reach, you know, like, and they're, and they're not not necessarily quantifiable in the way that we know, like you say, in the six pack or the, you know, like 30 days, I've got a million pounds or whatever, right? So it's like, <laughs> and this is the thing about the subtle, you know, it's really like magical and mystical and, and we don't we don't really know Actually, we don't know. It's just, it's just feeling it, and it will, on some level, even the feeling, like you're, you're saying, your client. You know, it's like that's scary to feel because also we want to make sense of it, but we might not even have the language for some of these feelings, right? Like these sensations, like to then translate that and put that out and go, oh yes, I'm feeling. It's like. That's still quite a, an ask as well, right? It's like, but if we can just explore it and move within it, um, that's enough. <laughs> you know, that's really enough. Yeah, I totally yeah. Echo, echo your sentiment there. Of and sometimes this, the beauty is in the small. Yeah. Right, the subtle, unquantifiable little shifts and tweaks and adjustments, and even a thought, one thought can have a profound impact on your life. Yeah. I actually had one thought in the breath work with you and right. I know it's going to stay with me mm-hmm. maybe for the rest of my life. Yeah. Just seeing something in a new way. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, I mean that's kind of how we started this connection, right? Yeah. In the beauty of the gentle, the beauty of the feminine, mm-hmm. the beauty of just the being. Yeah. And holding space for that. Yeah, exactly. I was just thinking as well how this conversation has been so watery as well. It's just yeah. like we're just flowing all it's over the true, place. It's true, it's <laughs> true. I knew it would be there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the beauty Thank of you. it. Yeah. I have no idea how long it's been. I have no but, idea. Um, I'm slightly concerned about my... Oh, yes. I just had a moment there where I was thinking it didn't record. Didn't record, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it, looks really, it looks really thin. Oh, yeah. No, I did check over as well, so... Yeah. So beautiful. Let's land this mm. this conversation. Um, thank you for being here, for your presence. Mm. I really appreciate your work and um, love to just, you know, give you a moment to just invite 
the uh, listeners to, to you know to your water breath works on the Saturday and whatever else mm. you'd like to offer. Thank you, Yasmin, and it's really been great chatting with you too. Um, yeah, so if you're interested in doing the water warm water breath works, it's based in Sajui, and it's I'm mainly doing them on Saturdays where we can do another day if that works for for you. And I've got these monthly online breathworks, but also do one-to-one breathworks too with people, um, so which is not necessarily in the water. And also I'm on different um, platforms like Insight Timer. I do lives on there. I just did one this morning, so every Thursday morning I do one. And, and then the retreats, yeah. I'm hoping to do like day retreats as well. So that's also in Sijui. So yeah, lovely. Connect if you want to connect and just see what I've what I'm doing is basically my name, which is Martine Waltier, which is W A L T I E R, and my website is my name dot com, and then put, Instagram. And the, you put it all, all yeah, spelling too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So thank and, yeah, you. Yeah, and hopefully we'll be you know co-creating some magic yes, at some point. So We're I'm just flowing with our uh, connection. Yeah, I definitely really feel inspired to do an evening here with some live music mm. and have the facilities open a bit later because mm. it's also just that nice vibe i was here yesterday in the sauna with lots of um lots of guys actually in the sauna and yeah. in the ice bath and it was just a really nice vibe and uh, i think i'd like to have some maybe friday saturdays of like later spa opening times Ooh. and some live music and some oh. food oh. so hopefully we'll, we'll co-create some of that and that sounds amazing yeah you've planted the idea of um, the hot tub as well oh yes so, i have yeah, so, yeah that, that might be coming soon <laughs> to sanya <laughs> sometime nice like, nice seeds being planted for yeah the, the thank so you so thanks to the listeners uh, especially yeah. if you've listened right to the end <laughs> Um, as always, I really appreciate your feedback and yeah, suggestions for new episodes and topics that you'd like us to cover. I find myself talking a lot always about emotion, so it'd be nice if you know people can share their feedback on if it's too much of that or you want more of that or any other topics. And as always, super appreciate your sharing this with friends and on social media. All of those good things to do online. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, and thanks. But
Mm. 